As a nurse, we experience the full spectrum of emotion. Joy, suffering, exhilaration, pride. Each episode, we'll be exploring these emotions in a way we hope you find interesting and sometimes humorous. Welcome to the Bedside Report. Welcome to this edition of Bedside Report. I'm Michael. And I'm Daria. And we have another exciting episode yes, for you all. Yes, this is our seventh episode, our seventh Whew. podcast. So we're talking about what do you want to be when you grow up. So um, you, I know. You're, you're saying that I'm going <laughs> to grow up someday. Well, the implication is that one day you would grow up. But <laughs> all of us have options, right, um, in our career. We may, we may not stay in the role that we were hired in when we first came out of nursing school. Most of us started out in the hospital on an acute care unit. You might change to another unit, but moving away from a bedside role um, can be really kind of scary. And I remember uh, when I moved into an assistant nurse manager role, um, I was only out of school um, three years, and I thought I was ready to do this really cool assistant nurse manager position. Um, and it, it was it was very challenging working with uh, nurses who had been nurses way longer than I had um, and being a brand new leader and really not knowing what I was doing. I knew how to take good care of patients, but I didn't necessarily know how to manage a unit or how to take care of the nursing team members on that unit. So it was a little bit of a, of a difficult shift. And in fact, over time, I eventually went into education because I found that's where I got the most mojo. Um, is helping people be the best nurse that they could be. Um, and so over my career, I've been an, an educator and a specialist and a nurse researcher, um, and all that stuff has been very, very fulfilling fulfilling to me. And so, Michael, I know you haven't stayed at the bedside either. What was your first non-bedside role? Yeah, no, I mean, I think back to it, and it was scary. I mean, I was a nurse for about four or five years in the pediatric ICU and then had the opportunity to become a nurse manager. I've been involved in shared governance as an informal leader um, and engaged in those activities, but never led a unit. And so it was extremely scary. And I had people around me that were supportive of me making the change, which was helpful, but it still was, you know, knowing how to, you know, put in a Foley or to, you know, manage a particular patient versus figuring out how to manage you is very different. And you had to learn all of those things and develop all those competencies. So it was very scary, um, but I was grateful to make the change and never would have expected that change would have led to all the other career changes. And, you know, if you asked me then if I would be sitting here today, I don't know that I would have told you this would be my career pathway. So you just never know. Well, and I think we, we don't always do a good job at helping our colleagues figure out what their calling is in nursing. Um, and so sometimes it takes other people to help us see uh, where some of our talent lies. But typical career changes in nursing, um, like you, Michael, are, are leadership and me, education, and also advanced practice. Um, so we have three really awesome guests. Awesome. Awesome, awesome nurses <laughs> today that made some of these career changes. So we're going to start out with Teresa Meyer. She is a clinical nurse educator. Um, and so, Teresa, how did you make the change from bedside nurse to educator? Um, I worked as um, a mother baby nurse uh, for a couple of years and then I uh, learned the labor and delivery aspects of maternity and one of those um, 
you know, I started precepting a lot of new grads and, and new nurses, and um, I got good feedback from our unit educator that I was doing well with it, and um, I enjoyed it, like seeing those aha moments. So, um, so she was a good mentor and kind of um, pushed me to get my education, um, my master's in, in education, and and she's just actually to this day she's been a good support for me. Um, so did you go back to school first and then get an educator position, or get an educator position and then go back to school? I went to school. Um, got that education and then I um, applied here and started working here two years ago. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah. It had to be a little scary though stepping away from the bedside. It was your comfort zone I would imagine at that time but clearly somebody saw some talent in you and something that you found passion in. Yes, yes. Um, it was it was different. Um, you know I had my little comfort zone of taking care of my patients and um, but now I get to be challenged every day and I still get to, to teach team members and, and nurses and um, be involved in their, their skills validations and stuff and I, I enjoy that. And I like to think of it being an educator myself that um, you are taking care of lots of patients because you are teaching those who will be at the bedside and your influence uh, is even that much wider. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. I, mean, I think that's the great thing about nursing. I mean, there are so many pathways that you can take and so many different career options that you can explore. I know we have Amber Jones here with us, um, who's a director of nursing, and, and I think, you know, has obviously pursued the pathway of leadership. And so, uh, Amber, I'd love to hear your story and kind of your, your connection to leadership and your career pathway. Yeah. So. I started out at the bedside in neuro ICU and I started nursing um, with an associate's degree. It was my second career. Um, so from with my associate's degree um, at the bedside, I then went back for my bachelor's and an assistant nurse manager position opened up in neuro and there were a lot of changes that I was bringing to our leadership team um, from our shared governance and different things like that, different things that I could really envision for our unit that would make it a really positive place and really some um, positive changes and it was said to me once like maybe when we get our new assistant nurse manager we can make some of these changes and it, I really thought you know maybe I could make some of these yeah. changes so <laughs> forget about the, me forget that. <laughs> whoever you're Remember thinking about you're looking at them yeah. I'm, I'm here to make those yeah so it was one of the things that just um, I did kind of fall into it a little bit but I really thought I could be um, impactful with that and it was it was very impactful um, and I think the scariest thing from moving from bedside to leadership was are you still going to be impactful can you still help your patients can you still help your team um, and you really can I really learned early on that you can be very um, instrumental in making sure that the team has what they need to be able to take care of the patients and you can still be very involved with patient care um, so that was still very fulfilling for me and I went from an assistant nurse manager position, um, I was in that role for a couple of years and then went into a nurse manager role for the same unit. Um, and after being in that role for a few years, I moved into a director of nursing position um, just this year. And R Right at the beginning of COVID, <laughs> which would be the perfect time to think about a career change, right? Yes, it's been definitely challenging in the <laughs> middle of a pandemic, but um, it really has shown me that as nursing leaders, 
um, we can impact our community still and our um, team members and all of our patients really on a very broad scale um, and that you know being in leadership you really do get to be that resource for people um, and I think that would it's what brings me fulfillment. And I think you said something that clicked with me that, you know, certainly in my pathway and a lot of leaders that I talk to, they're they're informal leaders first and they're demonstrating leadership skills. You from an educator, you are demonstrating educator skills and then having somebody to see that in you to help cultivate that or help you see that, hey, you're really leading. Maybe this is an opportunity you should think about pursuing from a career pathway perspective. So that's awesome. I just want to know what your career was before nursing. It was banking. Oh, okay. Very interesting career change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. We also have Ann Smith with us today. And Ann is a leader, but um, she's also an advanced practice registered nurse. So a lot of nurses go back to school to be um, a nurse practitioner or a nurse anesthetist. Um, so, Ann, talk about your transition from staff nurse. I think you went to leadership and then nurse mm-hmm. practitioner. Tell us a little bit about that. I did. I did. I started on in the NICU and loved the babies and still love the babies and got the opportunity to be a transport nurse. So, transport nurse, I could do advanced skills, intubating, placing arterial lines, chest tubes, et cetera. It gave me a taste of some of that autonomy because back then there really wasn't a lot of neonatal nurse practitioners. To transport nurse, you were taking people down to x-ray? No, I'm sorry. I was like more of a flight nurse, we'll, oh, we'll call it that. Wow. Yeah, it's where we, by ambulance and by fixed wing and by helicopter, we transported Very sick cool. babies to our regional center in northern Illinois. So, uh-huh. so again, got to do lots of advanced skills and enjoyed that. Then I did go on that leadership path and was an assistant nurse manager or assistant head nurse back in those days is what it was called, and a nurse manager. I really missed some of that cl- clinical um, expertise and decision-making that I could do in a different role. And I worked with a very talented neonatal nurse practitioner who said, boy, I would love to have that role. So took the leap out of leadership and went back to school. I uh, went to U- University of Florida, had a great experience there with residents and med students, and I was a low person on the totem pole as the neonatal nurse practitioner student. We're even lower than the med students. Can you <laughs> <laughs> but it gave me great experience to, to be the first one. It's a bit scary to go out there, be the one to first assess, listen to that nurse, certainly having those nursing eyes and being really comprehensive, and then learning those, those skills of how to putting it together with a diagnosis and how you're going to manage it and put the orders in and um, do lots of advanced skills. So that was a great marriage to me because I still um, was a leader, um, managing a group of patients and guiding those nurses on the care, helping to you know interact with those families, really um, could comprehensively manage that in in a way that's different that impacts the, than the bedside nurse, but also very different than an educator or a manager, and, and love that that role. And I've been a practitioner for 28 years to do that, and I really feel it's it's a role that. Um, so many people who really enjoy pathophysiology, putting the, that mental picture together, want to do advanced practice skills, meaning you know all the different procedures you get to do, that, that's a, a great pathway if you really have a lot of interest in that component, that, that critical What do you thinking. say to, to people who um, say, so, well, you know, going back and being an advanced practice nurse, it's just kind of turning your back on nursing and that you're really wanting to be a doctor? Yeah. 
No, it's, it's just the opposite, I think. You're really being more supportive of nursing because you understand the importance of nursing because they're your eyes and ears 24-7. And I respect the nursing because I need to know what's going on with that patient to make my decisions to manage that care. So really, it's, it's a balance between because I still have a supervising physician, but then I have the, the bedside nurse, and I rely on both of those to do my role. So it, it is not. It's actually stepping up um, for nursing and showing that all the different roles that we can do. That's awesome. Very cool. The other thing you don't know about Ann, Ann's got like, she wears like 10 different I hats. Know, right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, obviously advanced practice nurse and a leader, but she has also helped us with some system work. So, you know, for those of you listening that are like, okay, I have an interest or I have talents in some areas and how do I pursue those? Um, what do I, you know, what do I do to get connected? And so a couple of things. One, we have a mentoring program that Ann actually helped really cultivate mm -hmm. and start here at Novant that we talk about nursing notes every year. But it gives you the opportunity to connect with people within a job or career pathway that you're interested in. And so that they can help you and guide you and give you some um, perspective around their journey and, and or just perspective about where you are right now in your nursing career. And the other component um, that we have as a resource for people to tap into is our career pathways. We actually looked at, you know, what are some internal resources and what are some recommendations that we can make to people who want to become an educator or who want to become a leader or who want to become an advanced practice nurse? What are those tools that are available within the organization for them to tap into? So I would encourage those listening um, that have an interest in those areas, look at that mentoring program and look at those career pathways as good places to start if you have an interest in, in really branching out. And I think if you go to iConnect and just type in career pathways, those nursing career pathways will pop up for you um, as a best bet. So click on those documents and, and check them out. So um, great conversation. We're going to kind of shift things a little bit now from shop talk to um, getting to know our guests a little bit more. And we always ask our guests these three questions. So we'll, we'll divide them up between the three of you and start with Teresa. When, when you're not working, what is something that you like to do? Well, on those hot summer days, I like to lay by the pool and try to cool off as much as you can and um, play with my two nieces. They're five and one. Aww. And when we have a long weekend or extended time off, we go uh, trail riding on our ATVs and just enjoy no cell phone service and just That's do you have like the pink camouflage oh yeah covered with mud yeah I got a picture very cool, yeah, too, too uh -huh. cool. <laughs> um, Amber what is a moment in nursing that you will never forget so there are, I think we all have lots of moments that we remember, um, but probably the most impactful um, happened outside of work. I was actually at the grocery store after leaving work. Um, I had worked a really long, hard shift um, and had to stop and pick up an item or two. And I was exhausted and mentally and just, um, you know, it was a really hard day. And this family came up to me in the middle of the grocery store and started talking to me and I didn't recognize them. Um, but they recognized me and they um, were telling me about their family member that I'd taken care of months before. Um, and they had really, um, the saying, you know, they may not remember your name, but they'll remember how you make them feel. They really went on and on about that, about how impactful the care had been, not just for me, but for my entire team and how their family was doing from that. 
Um, and that was really impactful and it really just kind of gives you that motivation to come back and <laughs> keep doing what you're doing and um, it lets you know that those hard days are worth it. Um, so that was, you know, I think happened at the exact right time. It didn't get yeah. any better than that. No. Yeah, it's not getting so any it was, better than that. It was a great experience. Underestimate sometimes <coughs> the impact that you have on people. And in those moments, sometimes you don't realize it, but they they, they realize it. And to be recognized that long after, it's, it is. It's impactful. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool story. Um, so our last question is to Anne. What advice would you give your younger self? So my younger self, so again, I've been a nurse for... 36 years and advanced practice nurse for 28 and I would give advice to those that are like me are, are um, tend to be overachievers and get really involved is to, to step back sometimes and try to balance better um, it is challenging though because if you are like most of the people in this room actually <laughs> uh, we do we want to achieve we want to be successful we I want to get that to that next goal and I'm going to figure out how to do that. But do know that you can balance it and try to do better with taking care of yourself, your your mental self, as well as your physical self and exercise and your family. <laughs> That's very important that, that you can't go back. I can't go back to when my kids were little and maybe mm -hmm. I should have been at home more. I'm going to be totally transparent with mm -hmm. that. My kids are great, so it, they turned out good. But to, to think about that as your career, that to, to be a little bit more balanced mm -hmm. uh, through it. And I have... The second one I want to say oh, is that is to n it's never a perfect time to go um, back to school and to make that choice or to to go to that pathway that you want to become an educator or a leader or an advanced practice that you know just figure out how to make it work because it is never a perfect time you can't wait until your child is is 20 you can't uh, wait until you're in a different position if that's really your goal go after it uh, and and don't wait you know I've got my doctorate when I was in um, I was gonna say my I, I'll say it when I was 55 and I wish that I had done that earlier but I always had other things that I was working on so if that's your goal go after it don't wait it's never a perfect time jump in and do it and that's take right. care of yourself that's right away. exactly yeah. and, exactly and i think that's a, a perfect you know way for us to close out and to, and to think about it. i mean if you have a goal and you have a desire there's so many different options within nursing yes. there's so many paths that you could choose go explore go see what is out there um and um, i'm i have no doubt you won't be disappointed wonderful so as we close out this ses session and look to next time, our guest is going to be Kathy Haddox-Hill. She's our system VP for emergency services, and she will answer a very important question. Is it the ER or the ED? <laughs> <laughs> we want to know. We do. We'll catch up all things emergency at Novant Health and find out how they have been managing the pandemic. Until then. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Bedside Report. Be on the lookout for more episodes coming your way very soon. We look forward to having more interesting and exciting conversations to share with you.